0: In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable
1: thirst For Panthers news and opinions Only one podcast roars ferociously It's the C3 Panthers Podcast
2: Oh yeah, Panther fans It's draft week That is right The time that you have spent in mock drafting The time you have spent evaluating men in underwear has come to fruition, where Cody Lashney will likely be validated in much of his opinions. And if he's not, who cares? It's all speculation anyway. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. It's Tuesday night, 9 p.m. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast, and thanks for all your support on iTunes. Tune in, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. My man, Cody Lashney, I know you are just jumping out of that seat right now with anticipation for Thursday night.
3: Uh, the draft draws near, man. I love this time of year. I always get so excited. Hope springs eternal for the Carolina yeah. Panthers and the prospects of what might be and what players we might be cheering for for years to come. I love it, man. I live for this time of year, especially now that there's nothing going on. How could you not be hype about the draft? And I know some people who are hype about the draft. It's the people in the most lit Panther chat room in all of YouTube. And we're joined by all the uh, greats. Sarah Taylor, Underground West, Richards Outdoor World, Demetrius Miller, Ben S, Legacy Land, Joey Esquivel, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. The number is
2: 252-228-5098. We want you to be part of the Longest Running Panthers podcast out there. Go ahead and call in. We'll get your call on the uh, cat calls tonight. We've also got the regulars in the house. Greg, how you doing, my friend?
4: Man, I'm doing fantastic, Tony. It's Tuesday night. I wake up every Tuesday morning. Looking forward to this night. Get to talk to all the fans. Get to talk to my homeboys. Get to talk Panthers football. Can't beat it. Let's do it.
2: Can't wait for your stats tonight. And we got CK. Look, CK, there's a pretty lethal uh, C3 Warzone squad out there from <laughs> what I heard.
4: Yeah, there is. Is
2: Greg coming in, f- down, jumping down from the cliff, clack, 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 clacking to the win. <laughs> Holy cow, old guys play video games too, don't they?
1: We do. They yeah. do, and uh, we, uh, we wreck people. Uh, <laughs> we wreck right. people. I, I got to credit that kill to CK, though.
4: I came down from the cliff, and I think I distracted him, hit him a couple times. I think CK got that final kill, though.
2: Well, I tell yeah, you that, what, anyway, we I got mean, the win. True. We got the win, and I'm terrible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, CK CK's oh, got man. CK's streaming some video games on Twitch. Make sure you check him out. You can follow him at Codizzle underscore Allen, correct? You got it. All right. Let's jump into the Panthers talk tonight. Uh, It is the eve of the draft. Rumors abound. I even pulled up NFL.com, Cody, and it said Redskins fielding calls for the number two pick. Detroit has been putting it out there that they are interested in trading back. And then you have the Dolphins rumored to trade up for an offensive tackle. It's bound to be wild, and nothing is as it appears.
3: It's mad, and it's lying season two. You don't know who's telling the truth. You don't know who's telling stories. Um, I find it very hard to believe that Miami is looking to move up for a tackle. Uh, I don't think that there's any guarantee they'll be in the running for Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields next year. Yeah, the draft starts at number two. We all know Joe Burrow's going number one. That's written in stone. tattooed on your ass. We all know at number two. That's when it gets real. You don't know if Washington believes in Dwayne Haskins to be their future. Um, It's hard to believe that both uh, the Detroit Lions and the Giants don't want to move back and probably draft the same player that they have rated number one on their board. Uh, there's, There's a lot going on. And there are reports that the Panthers have done a lot of due diligence on Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah. Uh, we know that Marty Herney was at the pro day for justin herbert uh they were they've interviewed so I don't know right now there's a lot of uncertainty around what the panthers will do at number seven and uh it's anyone's anyone's guess uh, uh up to this point.
2: what is your guess via draft tech? you are the resident panther mock drafter or draft generator as well yeah. as a little um Houston, I believe, right?
3: Yeah, right for Houston, also.
2: So tell me this: sure, who's your pick? How, who is I your know. pick?
3: <laughs> so if I if I if I'm having to put money down right now, as much as it pains me to say, I think it's probably either a wide receiver. And I know we have not mentioned that often, but if you look at Joe Brady and uh, Teddy Bridgewater and all the offensive firepower that has now been added to the NFC South all around us. Um, I wouldn't doubt it if they want another dynamic offensive weapon to put on the football team. Um, I had this uh, drafting Jerry Judy, the receiver from Alabama, and I have heard news uh, surrounding reports about that. Reports
2: about potential concerns with a knee, I believe.
3: Yeah, and which is kind of weird. Because it was, they were saying that it was an unreported injury. But it was reported. Uh, I saw the, the Alabama article about it at the time two years ago. So I don't know what that's all about. Um, but uh, another real possibility is C.J. Henderson, the cornerback from Florida. Apparently a bunch of teams have him with a higher grade than they do Jeffrey Okuda. Now, I think that is madness, but that's just what's being reported online. If either
2: of those routes are our selection, I may have a literal brain aneurysm on our draft show. (laughs) It is irresponsible for the Panthers to go out and spend that kind of capital on a player that will not help you in the – that well no when you have zero defense you have zero defense if it is not any if it's not a defensive player it better be a quarterback that is drafted i want to give a big shout out to underground west with a ten dollar contribution to the show thank you very much for your support now when it comes to that cody is that can it really be could uh, cj henderson i heard uh damn Charlie Casserole, that's what I call him. Charlie Casserole talking about how many people believe that if you play a defense in off coverage, he is a better off option. What kind of analysis is that? Seriously, a guy that's better yeah. off? But that means that he can't play
3: on. And by the way, it's it's not... It's so stupid. I mean, I have watched a ton of film of Jeffrey Okuda. He's perfect in man coverage, zone coverage. I mean, in third, the run I, game, I yeah. I mean, the, the the guy does it all. His instincts are second to none. Uh, C.J. Henderson might be a better athlete, but uh, it's no, it's absolutely absurd to me. And apparently, a few teams are thinking this way. A few teams have their board that way, so. That is absolutely absurd, um, in my opinion, and I would be pretty furious if um, if we, especially if we didn't trade down. Now, I don't want people to think that I think C.J. Henderson is a bad player. He is a very good player at a position of need for us right now. But when you have a top ten pick, you're talking about a different tier of player, okay. and and he, uh, C.J. Henderson is is not in in that. And that too, or maybe not
2: at this moment right is that that's the other thing is i think top 10 means today ready is another way of thinking at ck right uh, thursday night if the panthers go and draft uh a wide receiver in the first what is your reaction um uh, one of sheer disappointment
1: if you ask me i think Uh, there's way more holes than than uh in every other position outside a wide receiver i feel like for the first time i'm actually pretty comfortable with what we have at wide receiver i know we don't have necessarily that big body receiver but i mean let's be honest we haven't been lucky with those <laughs> so i think right now what we have is 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 what we need and uh to put that type of draft capital into into a wide receiver is is asinine um uh, yeah, I'm. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think I, I immediately have a brain aneurysm if uh, if something like that were to take place.
2: I'm going to be really disheartened if the new football regime is so in on the millennial, the new millennium NFL of we got to put up fifty, and that's what they are really hoping to create. I'm going to be disheartened by that because I think it's an overreaction. I think you have to win. I think you have to have a well-rounded team. I tell you one thing, Greg, is that uh, Cody surprised me there when he talked about wide receiver. Not as much surprised when it comes to C.J. Henderson. I thought I was going to be disappointed if we drafted that guy Brown at 7. Now Brown sounds like a damn goldmine to me (laughs) compared to those other alternatives. Where are you at on the Panthers in the first round? And I hope you bring up our man, to can't pronounce your last name Lagabola.
4: (laughs) You know I'm going to bring him up, but I do want to ask when we're talking about you said Okuda. I think it's who you're talking about being a a, um, a non coverage player type deal?
2: No, they were saying this. They were saying that C.J. Henderson Henderson. is appealing to defensive coordinators who like to play in off coverage, i.e. Ron Rivera. Right? I mean, that's what that means right there is that that's exactly what Ron Rivera would do is draft C.J. Henderson over Mm -hmm. uh, Okuda. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all pick up my hot wife. Well, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Who do you want the Panthers to take in the first round? Who do you want the Panthers taking the first round? He asked. Say Simmons. Say Tua.
5: Whatever he
2: says. <laughs> Simmons. Simmons. <laughs> Simmons. All right. So bye, here we go. Bye. Greg, I thought I would be disheartened if we. What's his name, Cody, by the way? Brown. The. Ev- I want to oh, say Everett Brown, Brown, but that was a former Panther, Derrick Everett Brown. Brown.
3: Derek Brown. And, and by Brown. the way, I, I do just want to say he fits a very big – Derek Brown fits a huge position of need for us. Um, I, I mean, listen, our run defense was terrible. Uh, I just – again, it goes back to that conversation of if you're drafting in the top ten, you want to foresee that player putting on a gold jacket at the All end of their career. Yep. And Derek sure. Brown is, in my opinion, uh, he's a novice. Everett top. Brown or Derek Brown? Uh, Derek
2: Everett Brown is okay. the former Carolina Panthers bust yeah. who, who I is Marty Hurney. Said Derek.
4: Hurry Yeah, you're Derrick right. right.
3: Derek Brown. Derek Brown is a physical player. He'd be the anchor of our defensive line that would kind of fill that star of the 2 role. But um, you know, outside of that. I don't think that you draft that kind of player I do. in the top ten.
2: This is why yeah. I like it, though, is that here. Here's the thing, is that if we draft a defensive lineman at seven or an offensive tackle, it's it, by nature, you can only – I mean, not a defensive lineman, a defensive tackle or an offensive lineman. You can only, by nature, be so excited in that moment because it's one of the things where their contribution – comes in ways that you don't see it right i mean Mm -hmm. you just don't see it when do we start talking about the weaknesses at defensive tackle when teams run all over your ass when do we start talking about offensive linemen when teams are getting all over your quarterback's ass so really what we probably would best be suited is having a pick we're like huh we hope this guy is freaking awesome and then, but if we get a pick, if a pick comes in, it's a wide receiver. Oh my gosh. I just think Cincinnati Bengals, John Ross, when they went after that, I think mm-hmm. this the Panthers would be irresponsible to pass on Simmons, to pass on Brown, to pass on. There's probably three more defensive players, Akuda. Akuda. It would be yeah. irresponsible yeah. at this point. But yeah. stranger things
1: have happened. Well, I yeah. think that I think that that would be the writing on the wall for Curtis Samuel, wouldn't it? Oh, At that point, would they draft a receiver.
2: Oh yeah. god. Oh yeah. Hunt's I think fair. if they draft a receiver in the second round, it's the writing on the wall for Curtis yeah. Samuel. Mm, I don't.
4: I don't
1: know. I, I don't know. Let me ask you this: If I know you said that you wouldn't take Derrick Brown top ten. Um, I mean, in the event that we trade back, which I know is a popular thing to hear, but I, yeah. I with. With the, the the talk about how horrible the the actual mock draft went for the NFL when they did the test run, yeah, beforehand. it was a good show. Um, I'm not sure there's going to be much trading going on, <laughs> so um, you know I'm not sure that these GMs are going to have the capability of actually getting that working the way that they want it to. I mean, um, we're
3: hearing that that there there's a bunch of teams that are. already – Looking to move, so mm-hmm. I mean, who knows I'm, what will end up happening?
1: I am looking. I'm not telling. I'm. I'm telling you right now, and it may feel like it might be boring, but I am telling you, it is going to be hilarious. I think this yeah, is going to be I, the best draft to, that we'll Tony ever see. And I
3: we're talking about this. Deep down, we're kind of hoping for a shit show because it validates this show and yeah. what we do <laughs> every Tuesday night. For you people out huh? dare you You guys
1: know they're about to have like a three minute delay all the way around they're like we are not risking anything there's gonna be a three all minute right. delay we're not gonna have somebody accidentally be off of mute and then talk about how they want to you know <laughs> they're gonna try to uh screw but, over bill belichick or something like that but you why? know
4: I, I think that based on what's going on you sh- if they're gonna mess up let them mess up yeah Period. Oh, trust me. I, I agree. We're, the we're NFL doesn't want that. Yeah, well, I, I get Goodell doesn't want that, but we are in a day and age where if you cannot have some pay somebody to come in there and set up your shit technically right
2: to, to do this draft, I do want to talk about pay, this. Then you should pay they, the penalty. There is a big. This is a big missed opportunity. Ron Rivera would say this is a missed opportunity for YouTube or Streamlabs to partner with the nfl and to run the shit for them that's what i would have done if i was Streamlabs vp and this i would then demand that the nfl lean on espn and get all of their cameras from football season and baseball that is not occurring right now i bet you they Mm -hmm. rent those things out every year Mm -hmm. i bet
1: you they don't own them i bet you they rent them
2: ES so you're saying ESPN doesn't have the cameras right now? What I would say is this is the idea the idea that we have to watch television today. Um like I bet my my wife is watching the morning shows while we're at home. Mm-hmm. And these cats are literally like like displaying from their iPad like from their iPad. Yeah,
3: but we're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, but we're
2: doing well, even better than that because we at least I got a camera. People giving us shit about our quality for years, and I understand it sucked. But the the thing else? is, is this is like I watch reporters around the country, like local reporters, go out and set up their own computer thing, their mics, live broadcast. Why is it this to hard?
4: Yeah, is that <laughs> and that.
2: and I swear to God, I guarantee you from what I've seen from what the NFL has been putting out there, if they don't get these guys a Yeti mic at the very minimum, mm-hmm. I am pissed. Really? Like what in the hell? All right. That. Well, so, you definitely did, you saw There's what what
1: uh, <laughs> you saw what they had over at San Francisco. Yeah, I think cool. they're I think these guys are going to be more prepared than than we realized. But I think that it is going to be hilarious how. Uh, the the GMs like Marty Herney who who are gonna have to be by themselves right because there is no I mean they're probably gonna be able to zoom with their their uh, draft you know or I guess their their um, their staff and whatnot but these guys
2: are in a living room most likely by themselves am I I wrong think this is, is silly I, know, I, I think know, this I know, is right. silly why can they yeah. not be social distanced
6: what I would request, I team saw team the team. Lions, I,
2: I saw this, the Lions, it's like either it's like their assistant GM is going to stay in the GM's driveway in a Winnebago throughout the whole time that they're drafting. Yeah. So if there's any technical difficulties, they can just open the window and yell at each other. <laughs> well, Why well, can you I, not I, do I, that? I, I, Why could you no, not I, set up a socially distant safe war room?
3: I don't know, but it, all the stories that have so far come out have been absolutely hilarious. Len even mentioned it in the chat that when they did the mock draft, the Bengals didn't even get their pick in, and we're talking about the number one pick because they were having so many technical difficulties. <laughs> Apparently, um, one of the teams, GMs, uh, I think it was one of the teams in the top ten, his wife or son had gotten on the, uh, onto the Wi-Fi while he was doing the draft and it was taken away from his bandwidth. He had to go and yell and stop his family from using the internet. Dude, I have no idea what's going to happen Thursday night, uh, but it's going to be a mess. I also wanted to say I'm worried for the Panthers because I have a feeling that Marty Herney, has an old nineteen ninety-seven compact pro yeah. laptop that the he office. barely yeah, yeah with the little red uh, microphone button right in the middle and I have no idea how he's getting our picking on time because I don't think that dude knows what to do with a computer.
2: I do want to well, give a big shout out to Panther Panthers C three podcast founder Joe Riolano in the house. Joe, Shout nice out. to see you in the yeah, chat room, as well bro. as Joan, just Joan in the chat room with Lynn, representing the girl gang on draft week. Now, when it comes to, I, I, I really hope that we can find a way in this age with the people of these salaries. And I feel like at work, I'm expected to do a lot of things that are just not in my job thing, but like my job you know job description but just be familiar like if you can't be you work at a university and be like i don't understand how email works right so yeah. the the idea that this is so daunting for us to f- have for this trillion dollar organization the NFL and these teams to figure out is a little surprising to me
4: well, you know, what's the most surprising to me is that the fact that the NFL, because they can't have these players here, they're sending them welcome packets and the welcome packets, they send it uh, to, I think, 59 players that they thought were going to be drafted in the first two rounds. Interesting. <clears throat> and the welcome packets have instructions like you can only wear Nike, Adidas, Under Armour and whatever else the other sports are in it. You can't have and yogurt. You can't have anything but a Pepsi product. Like, they're sending them regulations and all the stuff that they need to do these. So, like, they're sending them – you can only have uh, – if you're going to wear headphones for the draft, you can only wear Bose headphones. So if you don't have a pair, the NFL is going to send you a pair so that way they can keep up their apparel and their sponsors. And for me, that's the most interesting part because you have people in their homes, and they're going to have to adjust everything they have in their homes to not have product placement in the wrong spot, to not – Advertise for coke or reebok
2: or uh, people that aren't sponsored which i find that to be absurd i understand the importance of i understand the importance of business partnerships and sponsorships and how integral Mm -hmm. they are to these institutions but i think inadvertent references should not should not count towards these sponsorship agreements Mm -hmm. So if, I know it, like, what if the cat was wearing, you know, like, is that, that's like saying you can't wear Hanes underwear if your right. Hanes underwear is showing because your pants are hanging too low, that it's a sponsorship infringement. I think that they go too far, the NFL, when it comes to what they do with the cleats and different things like that, which then causes people to act absurd about it in protest. Guys, yeah. I want to turn this intention I saw it in the chat room. Somebody mentioned the picture of Dave Gettleman in the war room with the lotion bottle. (laughs) uh, So at the, uh, yeah. So he's at there at the computer desk and somebody said something, somebody I saw in the Twitter feed was knocking it. And someone said, where else do you keep the lotion at? (laughs)
3: <laughs> right, that
2: was there. Yeah, yeah. On the it was, on the,
3: course, it was yeah. on the right side too.
2: But uh
3: that so was, was a right hander.
2: Billy Bean. <laughs> Billy Bean, right? Brandon Bean. The,
3: but yeah, Brandon Bean for the uh Bills.
2: Yes. Brandon Bean uh recently uh, mentioned that he referenced he was on first take and he said that Dave Gettleman is a smart guy and that that picture was staged to make him look like a dunce to to for people to underestimate him.
3: I don't know if I believe all that. I think he's an old school New Yorker type who ba- barely even uses computers anyway. Dude, I believe it. Did, did you see the size of the binder? Like, what is in that binder? Why is that thing so damn big? And why is it right in front of you and your laptop? Like, it just makes no sense. But by the way, when you. That's what they're saying,
2: um, that he is. It's all part of his act.
3: uh, So, by the way, uh, if you look at how other teams are setting up, they have multiple monitors for film, all this other stuff. And then Gettleman has this tiny little laptop and a giant giant, giant binder in front of him. Uh but that hey, we don't know what Marty Herney's setup looks like. Have y'all seen anything from his setup? I haven't. So
2: I don't CK know, maybe, what maybe we couldn't cast stones. CK, what is the Panthers media putting out these days? I mean, not much, man. They're just they're they're talking about the
1: stories of the you know players that were drafted, like how they're they talked about Steve Smith's path to the draft. They talked about um, you know Brian Burns. They've talked about Jonathan Stewart. I, they're not really a lot of focus of, on
2: Christian McCaffrey now with yeah, the contract. A lot of focus
1: on Christian McCaffrey. They have done very like the the quality of reporting is not very high right now. Right now, it's all kind of just clickbait um or not even that i would say it's kind of yeah tough. it's like it's feel good
2: it actually is yeah. not a lot of stuff to be honest there's no, not even a no. lot of quantity it's just kind but of feel good to stuff. be
1: fair right now i think they're trying to ease the the new reporters in. they got two i mean you got to think they've they, they it's what is it a 33 or 66 percent uh turnover rate right now so they had to 66 percent of their entire reporting room which i think was bill both uh max sentence and, and caroline can right those are the only three um Maybe a couple of writers uh, outside of that, but the three, two of the main people that were there are gone. So I think right now to to expect them to be just throwing things out would probably be premature. But
2: I saw Max um, Henson is you know what his Twitter profile says now is that he does social media for Lowe's.
3: Oh, oh,
2: yeah, like so, is that a job upgrade by going to Lowe's? Right. And which I'm not a knock on that. <clears throat> but I wonder if that's a reflection of what the heck is going on on Main Street. Right. I wonder.
3: Uh, I wonder. But yeah, they just put the uh, a new Lois headquarters here in Charlotte. Really? So he might. Still, yeah, he might still be here in Charlotte.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he is. So and what I did want to bring up was the stories with Christian McCaffrey, we know that the details, <clears throat> excuse me, the details of his contract have come out, making him not only did we already know the highest paid running back in the league, but with some really impressive guaranteed money. We were calculating it before the show, guys. Fully guaranteed when he puts the pen to the paper was $30 million. But if he is still on the roster in 2021, he gets an additional eight million dollar bonus on top of his forty two four million four point two million salary that they prorated salary or whatever for that year. So that's effectively another twelve million for Christian McCaffrey is gonna make in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one forty two million dollars. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Good answer.
2: That's pretty incredible, but Cody, I bring up that contract, not whether we talked last night about, really, I don't think the guaranteed money is going to change our, our our opinions on you know, the ramifications of signing Christian McCaffrey to that deal, but the interesting news you were referencing before the podcast was mentions of Christian McCaffrey, how happy he was here to be here, and what else did he say?
3: Uh, that he wanted to end his career as a Carolina Panther without missing any
2: time, though. That's what he said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the but thing. He
3: meant the, so yeah, right. You meant the tweet from Jordan Rodriguez. So he basically said he was happy that he wouldn't have to miss any time. So that yeah, he was going to ha- uh, was it probably going to hold out if he didn't get the contract? But it appeared that both sides knew that and both sides didn't care because they were going to do this deal. So we got our guy, man. I mean, I'm the, the part that, that makes me hesitant is just because of the position. Um, But, hey, man, I love CMC. He's the biggest superstar on our team right now, bar none, especially when you count no more Luke, no more Cam, no more Greg Olson. So, yeah, man, run CMC all day.
2: Uh, You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. We want you to be a part of the show. Go ahead and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Smash the thumbs up button. It helps uh, let other people know that the show is worth listening to. And if you're – just how about this? Share the show with a friend. If you know a Panthers fan, send them the link to the podcast – or the youtube channel it helps us grow and continue uh, just to have this fan discussion each and every week let's go ahead and get into the cat calls guys the number is 252-228-5098 where you can be a part of the c3 panthers podcast let's see what you guys gotta say
0: So what are your thoughts on
2: catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh-
0: You shouldn't do that to somebody. And
1: how did that make you feel?
5: Uh, very uncomfortable.
1: So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel?
5: It a feels good like that.
0: Hey, what's up guys? It's Scott from in Winston Asylum about a question. The NBA does a lottery draft where the teams pick a number. What would happen if, are you guys' thoughts, on if the NFL done a lottery draft as well where they pick numbers and therefore it makes the scouts scout more people which could obviously bring in a little bit more uh, staff requirements and you know a little bit more employees that could help out here in these times. But what if they ended up do that? And as far as the draft. I'm pretty sad on Isaiah, too. Um, I, I, I'm good with him, and I hate we lost Cam, but neither here nor there. Uh, Bridgewater's not that bad of a guy as far as passing. Of course, being in the NFC South, you know, we watch a bunch of those games. But uh, with that being said, let's have to get you guys' thoughts on that. Maybe if the NFL done a lottery draft, and we wouldn't have to worry about who's picking where. So, hey, I appreciate it. You guys keep up the good show and listen to it every Tuesday. And sometimes I got to keep up with it on different days. But, anyway, you guys do a fantastic <laughs> job. Hey, I appreciate
2: it. Thanks. That's a reference for when Tony forgets to hit publish on the podcast. Um, <laughs> guys, I got to say this is that Simmons, we're all in love with that pick, is, you know, other than, you know, various affiliations. For me, it's too, uh, you know, I would not be upset if that was the name I heard. I'd be very excited to get Simmons and move on from that. Go into the discussion about the lottery. I hate the NBA lottery, dude. I hate that teams that are. I like the idea of the worst team getting the first pick.
3: Yeah, I, I do too. And I don't even buy the argument that it's going to stop people or teams from tanking. I mean, really, tanking doesn't exist anyway. Like, it exists from an organizational standpoint. If, uh, as a GM and an owner, you're like, well, we're going to trade players and try and get picks for next year. But you're not ever going to tell players to go out there and play bad. Like, they have families. They're trying to get second contracts. They're trying to do all these things. And, yeah, like, imagine if if, if uh, the Panthers went 0-16 and the Patriots, yeah, and the Patriots went to the AFC Championship game, and they won the lottery. And then they yeah. had the number one pick in the well, draft. Well, usually it
2: wouldn't be them, but it would be, them, it would be like a team that was like six and They'll ten, or right? Something.
3: And depending yeah, on be. how bad you are, is like how many number of balls you have in the lottery. So I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. Um, I think the NFL draft is
4: just fine the way it is. I agree. And here's what I can say as a basketball fan. I can look at it, and I hate, hate the lottery. I absolutely hate the idea of the lottery because I'm a believer that even though sports are sports and they're unpredictable, there is some controllable things about them, okay? And I do believe that when you put a lottery in there, you take the randomness out of what's going on and you add human error into the equation. So basically... If you ever watch the NBA draft lottery, any year there is a player who's coming out who is going to be an all-star player that's a top prospect that you you know for sure in the next few years are going to come out, the Knicks, the Lakers, the Celtics, they always, always win that top lottery pick. And I hate that. Like I said, I'm a believer that there is. I'm very skeptical. I'm, I'm very cynical. Well, I that believe would there just is say that the lottery is
2: rigged. That just questions even the legitimacy of the actual That's what I'm saying. I, I'm saying it's rigged. because Look at last year in the
4: NFL. We have Super Bowl, uh, the 100th year of the NFL, okay? Who played in the first Super Bowl? The Chiefs and the and the and the Packers, right? Oh gosh, here comes
2: Greg with his
4: Who, who were on all the commercials oh at least he's all consistent the together was Patrick Mahomes and 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 Aaron Rodgers. And I don't care what anybody says, I can show you about eight plays last year that changed the Packers total trajectory of where they were going. They completely changed the game and made them win. The NFL was doing everything they could for the narrative of Look at that. The Chiefs and the Packers are back in the 100th year of the Super Bowl when the Super Bowl's here, and they were in our first Super Bowl. Same with Super Bowl 50 with Carolina. Do you really think they want a Cam Newton to win Super
2: Bowl 50 over Peyton? See, I don't buy man. this because I think that they no, missed too many go good opportunities. Game, man. Like, they missed then. they the, Last year, so what was it? They missed the opportunity of basically having Drew Brees versus – somebody else you know you would like if it was rigged they're not doing a good job at giving us even the best matchups and they, yeah, can and so and, they
3: can yeah. only do
2: so much
3: but then you know? this is this is my, my thing though i mean obviously i'm not behind the scenes but to me what it does is it kind of it, you know it takes away from from the winners like yes i do think that the nfl wanted Peyton to go out with another ring but at the mm-hmm. same time vaughn miller and uh uh De- DeMarcus Ware uh, just beat our They just, ass ate. Up they just right. feasted, but, but there were but some bad calls in that game. And there that there again.
2: Were, If yeah, you want to no talk about there. conspiracy, you should talk about the conditions of the turf. Did you see? There's this one video That's of Michael unfair. Orr, yeah, Orr, <laughs> <he had something laughs> where, where he
3: was, was sliding. He was so stupid. <laughs> okay. Man. All right. Uh, so. Yeah, why are we talking about Super Bowl? We were talking fits, about the, I the, the the lottery. Nice. Here, I, up, I do.
2: I want to yeah. react to one thing with what Cody said is that you can't effectively tank in the NFL. You can if they keep adding games, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing when it uh, comes more. to the NBA is like you see guys, they're just like, man, we got this. Is like we got 40 more games to go. Shit. No, nah. you know that's the thing about. The exclusivity of NFL and the national championship is that each moment matters so much in that little, you know, that person's career, the span of the game. So I think if the NFL overplays their hand by expanding the playoffs, continuing to add games – You might see some of those things that we thought were not aspects of the NFL creep into them. Let's keep going through the calls. Numbers 252 228
5: 5098. Play. Panthers Podcast, how y'all doing? What's up, G? How y'all doing?
3: What's up, Besser?
5: Cody, the two other gentlemen, the man with the cowboy hat. (laughs) <laughs> Every once in a while, hey man, I'm telling you, man, draft is coming up, and I am so damn hyped. But uh, let me talk to you guys about one thing. Um, me personally, I want Isaiah Simmons with the number seven pick. Prince. I really, really do. I honestly think he's going to fall to damn seven. And the reason why I say this, and just hear me out: if, 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 if the Redskins do not pick him. And the Giants don't pick him, I think he will fall to seven. I see the Redskins pick a Chase Young, and I see, honestly, the Giants getting offensive tackle because, you know, Gettleman loves the Hawk Miles. whatever. But just hear me out on this, man. If he's not there, you know, you got Derek Brown, defensive tackle. I'll be happy nope. with that pick, but I really don't want it because I think he's kind of overrated. You know, when yeah. you guys think about Ken Law, I think he can cause a lot of damage. A lot of people, oh, a lot of people see us taking Ken Jeff Okuda from Ohio State, the corner. The way I look at it, you know, Bradbury left, so that'll be good. But my thing is, if come the second round, hey, call me stupid. I want Jalen Hurts, man. I really want that dude to be a Panther, man. I really, really <laughs> want him to. I'm not sold on Will Greer. I'm just not. And another dude to look at, man, y'all look up, is a Ross Blatlock from uh, TCU. He's another defensive tackle. That dude has a motor. And before I go, uh, TCU, hey, Cole, yeah. man, oh, yeah. I called in before. If those people I named in the first round are not there, would you take A.J. Terrell in the first round? Would you take him if he's mm-hmm. still there? Mm-hmm. If Okuda, Ken Law, mm-hmm. Derrick Brown, and Isaiah Simmons are gone. Would you take A.J. Terrell? I looked at his highlight tape. That boy is nasty. I think we can yeah. get him in a second, personally. But give me your um, ideas on that, y'all. And keep pounding, baby.
3: Keep pounding. What a Gee, call. With the burn. With the yeah, burn. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, AJ Terrell is a cornerback on cornerback. Clemson. So I've seen him play for three years now. And the dude is a shutdown corner. corner. Um, I, I, I will say this. Um, there are some flaws to his game. Everyone loves to hold LSU against them. And Jamar Chase, if, if the wide receiver for LSU were available in this year's draft, he would be wide receiver number one. Okay. So sometimes when you play LeBron, you get dunked on. And that's, that's what happens.
4: Actually, that's always
3: when you play LeBron. Yeah. So that's what happened to AJ Terrell. When people are kind of holding that against them. Um, AJ Terrell is receiving a ton of top 16 hype. Apparently the Cowboys are interested. Uh, the Falcons are really high on him. I would be a little disappointed if we took him at seven. If he was a part of a trade back, yeah, AJ Terrell would be perfect. Um, six foot one, 200 pounds, long arms. Uh, he uh, is uh, does well in press man coverage. Uh, he would be a perfect addition to our team. I would love to have him in the second round, but sadly, I don't think that he will fall that far. Um, if the Panthers yeah. traded back for AJ Terrell or CJ Henderson, I'd be fine with that. In the top 10, eh, that's a little bit of a reach. But yeah, yeah I would love... Would- Guys, Corn Elder is a starter right now. <clears throat> that's bad. That's hey. bad. For bad, who? Bad. For- the Panthers. Oh, God, that's even <laughs> worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and for who? Hey. Why not do teams as a corn elder?
2: God, w- how is he still on the team? See, that's the messed cool. up thing. Isn't this, what kind of world is this? Cameron Artis Payne has no job. Corn elder's starting, and Cameron Newton is going to go win the Super Bowl with oh, the L.A. Chargers. I want to ask you guys this.
3: They need to sign him and hurry up. What I think is –
2: I think they're going to wait for after the draft when they pick
4: Isaiah Simmons. They'd be dumb not to. They'd be dumb not to wait.
2: If I am the the L.A. Chargers, I go and draft Isaiah Simmons, add him with Derwin James, that defense. We solved this last night. And you sign Cam – you have Bosa in that mm-hmm. defense. You have mm-hmm. the offensive weapons there. Super and then, and, and then you put Cam Newton in a uniform like this. I'm showing them on YouTube, guys. The Chargers uniforms that are, are straight dope uniforms came out today. All of them are nice. My favorite mm-hmm. is the one on the far left, which is the one we were talking about second to the right when in the picture That's we were looking right. at, Cody. No. But Cam Newton all of a sudden wins a damn Super Bowl championship with the Chargers. If they add Isaac, can the will the Chargers do as they are told and draft a quarterback like a in the draft, or do you think, hey, we can load up right now and win with damn Jameis Winston or Cam Newton?
3: I don't know that any of the teams that people are saying have to draft a quarterback. None of them really necessarily have to. Uh, I mean, they're, they're except gotta, for the
2: Dolphins,
3: yeah. And, and please really, don't say
2: Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, not you, but like I don't want to hear this nonsense about Fitzpatrick being the stopgap. He's just there filling out a bot. He's a body at this point, right? He's a roster spot, yeah.
3: Uh, I'm, uh, in, in my opinion, it just depends on. The, the difference between how teams in the top 10 have Justin Herbert graded and how they have Tua graded. Because mm-hmm. that, there are teams on the Bet that just probably don't want to take a chance on the injury history of Tua. So if Justin Herbert is your number one quarterback and you know you can't draft Joe Burrow and the Dolphins move up and and take Justin Herbert at number three or four – then yeah, the Chargers could one hundred percent do everything that Tony just said. Wouldn't they be a better
2: team, like uh, almost I a win now possible team, if they yeah. added a quarterback without questions and and with not without questions, but
3: and Trey Turner's over there,
2: right? Yeah, Trey Turner in there. CK okay. to to complicate this matter is that Cody referenced that the dra- that the injury concerns with two. Or, what are, are a lot of the you know concern at this moment? Yeah. But we were talking about it the other night, and his Wonderlick score leaked, and 13. it's pretty low. Mm-hmm. And I know that people that we're gonna be we're gonna be try not to be overreactive and be like that boy, dumb, right? Yeah. Or something like that. But is there ever a point when our scores I understand that? You know, I mean, Cam scored a twenty-three on it, and people gave him shit for that.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I think there's always going to be that concern when you talk about the leader of your of your team. But the, I mean, yeah, like we said, Cam got got you know uh, roasted for his. So, I mean, I think it's only a fair comparison, except for Cam didn't have the the same injury concern. So now, not only are you getting somebody who's a risk from the uh, that perspective, is the injury risk, and and here's the part that I'll say to justify the injury risk thing. Um, I was watching Pat McAfee's radio show this morning. They had Carson Palmer on, who suffered injuries throughout his entire career. He is concerned about Tua. He said that's an like that's a red flag for him, and he's been there. Yeah. Right. and
3: as okay. you know, that's something because Jordan Palmer, his brother, is training Tua right now. Yeah, that's his quarterback coach. So oh yeah, I, I mean that's a yeah, bad.
2: I, I'd be firing that cool. dude right away for what his brother's talking about.
3: I mean, Jordan Palmer is like the cram does not cram of quarterback. Well, he yeah. getting He's fired now because right. his
2: yeah. dumb brother out there talking shit about my hip. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good.
3: Yeah, go ahead, man.
4: Well, I, I was going to say, man, as far as the one scores go, like, they do mean something, but it's like a 40-time in the underwear gymnastics. Like, it, I disagree. Like, okay, it, it, it does mean something, but let's look. Lamar Jackson – Scored a 13. Dan Marino scored a 16. Jim Kelly scored a 15. Uh, ben Roethlisberger scored a 25. Yeah, I mean, so, so I mean, it, it's not that important. Like I feel like some people test well and some people don't. And I don't, I don't want to make excuses, but I don't think you can judge how good a quarterback is going to be based on this one score. And to be honest with you, based on the way the statistics have gone, statistics have gone. Um, with the quarterbacks that have come through it I wouldn't base much on it at all you know it's I'm, more of a reaction type thing I, like it, I, it, Dan,
3: Dan Marino scored a 16 Lamar yeah. Jackson last year scored a 13. Yeah. And he was the MVP and just revealed All right. is uh, going to be oh. on the cover of Madden 21. All right, Which is unfortunate for him. Which is unfortunate,
0: uh, for,
2: it's, it's which is unfortunate for him. And I will not yeah. – I, will, I'm, I still – the jury is still out on Lamar Jackson is like – and I'm I not saying I, that again. he's like – I'm not going to be overawed by it. My question ultimately is, is there a point where a score is – low enough to be a real justifiable concern. And it's just strange in the greatest moment of your life where you're so concerned about putting this video out Mm -hmm. about having this image that, that you do this poorly on this test. And I'm not saying that it's a giant thing, but it is like, God, it's a little low, man. Like,
3: damn.
2: And I want to, uh, it ain't helping us start. They went
3: to Alabama. What do you expect?
2: Oh, yes, like South Carolina
4: is so much better. South Carolina's 50th in education. Just that—that's
3: what I'm just banjoing on Alabama because Clemson can put Alabama in the dirt. So okay. us Clemson okay. fans have the have the right okay. to say that. But Alabama fans can stay mad. So. <laughs>
1: the, the argument that I would have, even when you bring Dan Marino and Jim Kelly and everything, obviously that was a completely different time, right? right. Uh, those guys, I think, already kind of had an expectation, and they may not have taken it seriously. I think that these guys nowadays do, um, and I'll also put it out there like this. I mean, Cam Newton, I'm not, I love Cam Newton to death, but they had to dumb down the offense for him right because he he just he didn't like the long play calls they had to basically create very short play calls for him to be able to actually do that i'm not saying that he was dumb i'm just thinking these guys don't put as much effort into that aspect of the game they're so focused on perfecting their physical aspects that they're not necessarily focused on the intelligence aspect of things when it comes well, to the it game
3: is, but it's it's not necessarily not being focused on intelligence and i think it just varies from quarterback to quarterback I think it's more of a scenario where you know uh, Cam Newton uh, wants to get the playoff fast, yeah. wants to be able to go to the huddle, say the play, and then be able to make checks at the line. And yeah. I do um, have
2: a I have a problem too with people when they talk about the com- the play calling. Is like, why does it have to be that complex? Like, I, think it, I mean, I think honestly, like, yeah. why is it that you are making this so complicated when you hear the calls? It's like a two sent. It's two sentences of yeah. non-related words. Yeah. I mean, at, at least
6: make at it like extent. little
2: girl goes to the beach and flies a kite. At least yeah. that.
1: Not the most successful offenses that have have maintained at a high level. Every one of them have a complex play calling system.
4: Well, and, and can I make a point about that too? Like you've got to look at it from two different points of view. You got to look at it from like. Peyton Manning and Ed, or what was his, his wide receiver? Not Edron James. it was a running back. Um, not Ty, the guy for Ty. Reggie Wayne. Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne, too highly, not athletic, but too highly intelligent at their position that trust each other and look at it like a Jameis Winston and, uh, or I did say James. Winston, say, uh, say Kyle Allen and DJ Moore. <laughs> DJ Moore is a good wide receiver that can put up numbers. But if you don't have another guy throwing to him, that is the intelligent type guy you are, or if you can be on a level on a different level, a wide receiver and wide uh, quarterback combo, it, it changes the game up. Like, like I said, Reggie Wayne and Peyton Manning is the perfect example. Look at, look at Tom Brady and Randy Moss, two guys who are amazing as far as IQ goes in their position. And it makes all the difference in the world. You know, when you have a guy at wide receiver that's not up to speed with the guy at quarterback or vice versa, it changes everything up. You know That's why we were talking about Cody the other day about interceptions. I wish interceptions were like sacks where you get half a one because not all interceptions are <clears throat> our quarterback's fault. Jamarcus,
2: Russell's, Jamarcus Russell scored a 24 on the Wonderlick. <sighs>
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You
2: you you can't. You uh, can't what lose. was what was and the quarterback from Tennessee two. that won the championship with the Texans? Vince
3: Young?
2: Vince Young.
3: Who's we we'll see
2: what Vince Vic Young is. Young. Vince Young. How about this? At Vince Texas. Young. Vic Vince Young scored a six yeah. on the Wonderlic. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh. And Terrell Pryor scored a seven. And I do remember a player that Joe Riolano and I wanted back in the twenty twenty the twenty twelve draft in Maurice Clay Morris Clay Maurice Clayborne. Yeah, LSU. he's he scored a four. So you know what I call him now? <laughs> nomo. Nomo. No. Bo knows. Mo don't know. He's Nomo.
3: <laughs> Dude. <laughs> uh, it's not a. It's not I mean especially if you've listened to an interview with to uh that, that young man is not stupid. He's a hard worker. All right, but He's how about this? For a, team, books, for a team for a
2: team that wants, for for someone who wants me, wants him does that complicate like CK was saying? Now you have the hip and the, this is that is there real is there anything to to a potentially falling Beyond, say the top, past the Chargers, is there really? Is it a real possibility? I think it's always going to be a real possibility. Yeah, mm.
4: true. How many
3: times? How but, many
4: times have you seen four quarterbacks taking the top seven, or three quarterbacks taking the top seven?
3: Um, but it happened We're in two thousand. Happen this year,
4: right? But not very often, right? It, it doesn't happen that often.
3: No, but, it doesn't. It doesn't happen that often, but yeah. um. I don't know man i I think the wild card is is how much do NFL teams value the assessment of their own doctors over Tua's doctor? No. I mean they might have the mindset, well yeah, of course Tua's doctor is gonna tell us that uh, his hip is fine and it's um you know he's he's fine, he's okay, but they trust their own doctor, I mean that's why they're employed, and when they're gonna spend you know, 20-something million on a quarterback in the first round, you want your people to sign off on them. I promise
2: you they- that if Tua slips out of the top ten, expect the Saints to go get them. Oh. I think Saints-
4: doctor talk, <clears throat> Cody. Like, yeah. um, if the doctors, like, if it was by that, and they thought Cam Newton was injured, then they must think Tua's on his deathbed. <laughs> so Carolina's not getting to it based on that. Do you think that, that when it comes, here, I don't
2: want to. I don't want to get bogged down in a cam conversation because we can for like two hours. But do you guys yeah, think that this is not about the foot with Cam? Yeah, they don't no, want I have to I don't move on. No, I don't like uh, oh okay. So moving on. Do you think that the injury right. concerns though are really with the shoulder? You see him shooting hoops. On Instagram, just laying buckets like he was going to be yeah. in like the damn NBA, dude. I was like, God, that foot looks fine to me.
3: Dude, have yeah. you seen him? He is jacked. I mean, dude, 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 Cam Newton has to be pushing 250, 255 right now, dude. I'm telling you, if you look at him, this lit a fire under his ass. Dude.
1: Did he? Uh, yeah. Is he starting to eat meat but, again?
3: I don't know. I don't think so. Because I
1: feel like he's got he's getting the the physique he had within the first you know like getting back to that same level of it felt like he's yeah yeah exactly like right ever since twenty fifteen it felt like he is just lean like he's become much more um, I'm not gonna say skinny but like more like I, I guess chiseled is the better I thought that it. was gonna benefit it's him lean, I thought it's him lean, shaving
2: fifteen a pounds was really gonna help him
1: yeah. You know? um, I think I think the way that he runs, he's not Lamar Jackson. He isn't juking people out. He is running guys over. He's able to get out of the tackles. Like it was hard to bring him down. It wasn't hard to get your hands on him a lot of times. It was hard to bring him down because he's such a um, you know a freak athlete. Cam, you um, don't Lamar- got to
2: run anymore, bro. You don't got to yeah. run. Just throw the ball. Yeah. Let's keep going. with The calls. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifteen ninety eight. Panthers, Paul podcast. LSG. How y'all doing? Next call.
6: What's up, guys? Powerful VA. It's been a couple of weeks Kyle. since I called in. Just been um I've been having some personal shit going on in my life. Well we hope, so anyway, we
2: hope um I hope that gets better, bro. Man,
6: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> look like they're gonna be the most efficient <laughs> fucking offense that has ever been assembled.
2: Well, I'm is, glad he brought this up right now.
6: To think of what they can do with Brady Gronk, O.J. Howard, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and don't forget about the defense they got. You're not running the Cameron ball. Cameron Huh. Mm-hmm. The, the, the year we decide to rebuild our team pretty much and let the staple of everybody who's been this team for the past decade is the year our division stacks up. We, man, I don't ever give up hope on us, Ever. I oh, always think we have a fighting chance. As of right now, God, it doesn't look good. It does not look good for us next year, boys. It looks pretty fucking bad. We got Chris <laughs> McCaffrey. Hopefully, he doesn't get killed. Teddy, two fucking gloves.
3: Oh, <laughs> two gloves. <DJ> huh? <laughs> right
6: I think we can still make do. something, you know, depending on how this draft goes, and maybe we make a couple more moves, maybe. But uh. Fuck man, the Bucks went from last to first overnight, literally overnight. Um, you know what? Everybody thought that about the Bucks too. I'm ready for football, man. Either way, I'm just ready to watch some damn football. Hell Get yeah, the hype back up again. The Brown draft's part. almost here. Um, but yeah, anyway, fellas, so I've been listening to the podcast. Just really, just haven't had any motivation to, I don't know, call in or whatever. But Anyways, can't wait for the show tonight, Mr. C Three Panthers Podcast family. All right, guys, keep on.
2: Well, thanks for your call, man, and uh, we appreciate your support. And you know, I mean, it's it's been a couple of months for Panther fans on the heels of some disappointing seasons that have made it difficult for us to just be excited by the news coming out until we get some new news and some good news. And I think that. When um, maybe the good news is is that the year that we are potentially tanking is the year that the Bucks are being awesome and the Saints, uh, you know, are stacked as usual. But the, today mm-hmm. the news broke, guys, that the Patriots have agreed to a trade with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where they have traded a unretiring Gronkowski mm-hmm. in the final year of his contract for a with a seventh pick for a fourth round pick. Now, Gronkowski will join Tom Brady in Florida as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have retooled around that defense like he was mentioned. What do you guys think about the Gronkowski move? And I need you to carry the conversation because my dog is going nutso.
3: No, I'll, uh, I'll jump in there first. First, let me say to Kyle, uh, who says he's been going through some things. Man, one of my favorite sayings of all time is calm waters never made for skilled sailors. So keep on sailing, brother. Strong people last, and that's just how the world works, man. But you know the C3 family loves you. Uh, But as uh, we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, if you would have told me that Gronk was going to come out of retirement and come to Tampa, and listen, I want you you guys' opinion on this. Uh, In my mind, this is such an indictment on the locker room for the patriots i mean yes gronk was was uh, uh, was mm-hmm. retired and happily retired now tom brady is moving away from there they want to have fun playing football yep they don't just want to win they want to enjoy themselves and gronk found this the perfect opportunity to play with tom one more time in a better environment with better weather mm. with a better life. Okay.
1: Good to go. I, I I'm I'm full I, this is something I was actually thinking about. I think that um when we talk about the the Brady or Belichick argument, you know, it, it the chicken or the egg, right? Similar argument. Which one was the the the, the creator of the other? Um and what we run into is a scenario where now you're seeing all of these veterans that not only have played in new England, but have played against new England who are all wanting to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, because guess who they're not calling up. Right. You're not hearing all these people talking about going and signing with the Patriots. You hear them going to sign with the bucks. Yeah. Right now. The thing that I'm looking at is, is Gronk is following them. I've, 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 I don't know if there's any legitimacy to this, but I've heard Edelman is on the fence about possibly asking to be traded down to the Bucks. Yeah, know? I heard that too. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying, like, if you have the the team that is that has been that has been led by Tom Brady for that entire time, you tell me who they think was the motivating factor behind those Super Bowls that they and, won.
3: And and Greg, before you jump in here, uh-huh. it's just to clarify the position. It's not that the Patriots haven't shown the world how to be the most dominant franchise in the NFL because they've obviously done that. But I do think that there is a conversation to be had where it's like, man, we're winning. And yeah, that's fine. But the Patriots don't really pay that well. It's about the system over everything. And this old system that just kind of puts shackles on players being themselves and enjoying Mm -hmm. themselves and not always having to look forward to next Sunday.
1: I promise yeah. you, I promise you, if, if the Patriots do not show success this year or even in the next couple of years, they're going to have a very difficult time getting people to sign there because people that sign there as in free agency and take a pay cut and could possibly be making money elsewhere because the Patriots do not pay top dollar for people, They're the ones that are going to be looking like, well, why would I go to the Patriots? The whole point of me wanting to go there to begin with was to possibly win a championship. They are not even close to being the same team that they were. Uh So if they, you start losing that success, well, now you start losing the interest in players coming to that system and actually working. So I think if Tom Brady was the glue holding all that, those players together, I mean, like you said, you're seeing Edelman starting to consider it. Gronk came out of retirement at 29 years old to do this. I mean, I mean, the, if
3: and wasn't he doing like professional wrestling or something? Like, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, yeah.
1: He, he's he's been doing a lot. I mean, he like if you saw him during Super Bowl week, he was all over the place. I just sit there and I look at this as it's clear that the players on the team of the Patriots saw where they felt the success came from, and it it clearly wasn't Bill Belichick. Okay,
4: let me start out by saying. I am not taking anything away from Tom Brady. Tom Brady has won six Super Bowls, which is amazing. Even though I think a few of them were not his fault, I think a few of them he lucked into, whatever. I'm not getting into that right now. The bottom line is he's won six Super Bowls. It's like my Michael Jordan comparison. okay? But I'm not getting into that either. Um, I think that Gronk coming out of retirement is ring and fame chasing. And if you don't think that's the way Gronk is from the last year you've seen him outside of the NFL, that is what he wants. He wants money. He wants fame. This gives him both. Edelman talking about coming down to Tampa Bay is the exact same way. I disagree Look at, on that. Look at every single wide receiver that has come out of the New England system away from Tom Brady. What have they done? Look at every single receiver that has been with another team. Then come into the New England system. What have they done? Now, that goes to Tom Brady's credit. Apparently, he is a very good leader, and I'm not taking that away from him. And and, and he, throughout his career, has been a very good quarterback. However, if you take the numbers from last year and really put them up, don't take their record, because everybody loves to look at record, which is a team effort. Look at Tom Brady's individual numbers, okay? This guy is not the guy that has been throwing to them for the last few years. Now, in the right situation, Tom Brady could thrive. He could do well with the right weapons, with the right situation, okay? But you are taking a big chance, a really big chance. If you're Edelman, if you're Gronkowski – if you're anybody talking about coming out of retirement or trading teams to play with Tom Brady, but you're taking a big chance the other direction also because every player who's gone away from him has done bad. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a situation where it's either win, win or lose lose. There's no middle ground. You either losing this or you win in this. Like, you know, I don't know. Guys, I don't that- think that Tom Brady's going to thrive in Tampa Bay. I think he's going to do well. He's going to be an okay quarterback. Okay. I've seen Brad Johnson win a Super Bowl. Well,
3: that okay? leads me, to a, that leads me to, a, to a good question. And now that Tony is back, I want an answer from all three of you. If you look at all the teams in the NFC South, are you confident that the Panthers are a better team than the Saints the Bucks and the Falcons. No. Are we better than any of them? Like, do we have? A, do we have? Do we even have a chance in our own division? Now, obviously, this is going to change before and after the draft, depending on how the draft mm-hmm. goes for all the teams involved. But as of right now, I don't, I, I don't know, man. This <laughs> roster, in my opinion, doesn't hold a candle.